Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over-gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. What is up, girlfriend? Hey, girl, does it sound like me? Like, do you hear my voice? I mean, it does. does. Okay. I feel like I have man voice. voice. Why are you so quiet? I feel like I have man voice. I'm losing my voice. Do you hear? Oh, no. Who are you? Nobody. Nobody. I've just been lecturing literally all weekend. You know that happens? Oh, I couldn't figure out if it was like my audio, my no. headphones were too quiet, or if no, that's it's just my, your voice. What are you drinking in it, that cup? My cup says, shh, there's wine in here, but there's actually just coffee in here. You're drinking coffee? What time is it It's 5.20 p.m. How do you drink coffee so late and not have trouble um, sleeping? I... I don't know. I think it's like something in the cell of being a ginger that like my mitochondria create a different respiration of ATP. I don't know, Irene. I just. Really? Is that like the same reason why you have a hard time? Why gingers have a hard time? With the anesthesia. Numb? Yeah. And also gingers don't have, um, we're not sensitive to heat. So like I can grab like instruments out of a hot autoclave and like it doesn't bother me like it does other people. Also, we huh. don't have souls. See, okay. I, <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. If only you had green eyes and red hair, then you would be like the devil personified. Well, I feel like that's what people say about people with green I, my eyes. My hair kind of does this thing where it looks like I have devil horns. So I kind of feel like I tell people all the time, like I'm just it's hiding your, my. It's where your cow licks yeah, are. It's so good. You mean licked by two yeah, cows? You got two I cow know. licks. So I'm from all Wisconsin. That's what happens. You. How are you? What's what's yeah. going on in? I'm good. Uh, no, do the thing. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm living my best <laughs> life. I'm good. No, I am. Today was good. Today it's Sunday, peeps, for 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 us here, um, and. I am off this weekend, but I'm working like the next three oh. weekends in a row. So it's nice to have a weekend off and just chilled this morning and then went and saw my mama who decided to cook for an army. Yeah. So we took leftovers oh. home and uh, yeah. leftovers from nice. mom. Mama's mama's food Those are the is best. Good. I know. Oh, that's know. so awesome. I know. You, can I ship you some schnitzel? I'll ship you some of mom's schnitzel. Oh, that's so awesome. So yeah, so that was what we nice. did. And then we watched a movie with dad. Dad's all about watching okay. movies together. He like wants to watch. Like we don't talk yeah. during the movies, but he just want, always wants to watch a movie. And we were well, after dinner, we started watching a movie and then I had to leave. And he's like, but there's 32 minutes left. I'm like, I don't have 32 minutes. I got to leave now. Otherwise, I'm going to miss my podcast yeah. thingy. Don't want to do that. Um, um, what movie were you watching? No, was it a good movie? No. Um, it's called, it's a Netflix, it was on Netflix and it's called, uh, oh gosh, Skyscraper with, um, what's the guy that was in the Tooth Fairy? I don't know. Uh, big dude. I don't know. Uh, oh man, what is his name? It was actually really good. My dad doesn't like this particular person as an actor. I'm going to look it up right now and see what the guy's name is. Um, Skyscraper, 2018 film, um, with The Rock. Oh, the, okay, okay. <clears throat> the Rock. Yeah, the premise is that 
the, that uh, his family is trapped in a burning building uh, that has like 220 floors, it's like the largest building in the world. His wife is Nev Campbell. Do you yeah, remember Nev I remember Campbell Nev. from yeah. Party of Five? <laughs> she has not changed a bit. Like she her. is stunning and flawless. I know. So she pays, plays the wife. And then there's like a series of other actors and actresses that are quite famous as well that are all part of this burning building plot. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like got some Mission Impossible oh, vibes because okay. he scales the size of this building and, um, and then... And then also his like general rock humor, mm. but anywho, so that that we watched that, and I still have thirty two minutes left to watch of it, so I'll pick it up over here. You know what I'm obsessed with Netflix wise? Have you watched Queen's Gambit? No, but I hear it's like amazing. <gasps> That's the one where she plays chess. <sighs> Is it amazing? Yes, and it's shot in front of it's shot in 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 parts of Canada oh. outside my oh. building. As watching the series, I realized, hey, that's my building. I live there. And then looking in like old photos and be like, I took a picture of these cool old cars, and it turns out they were in the in the in the that's thing. Also, awesome, also, fun fact: say this this week, there's another uh, Netflix series being shot in front of my building, and the show is called Sex Life, and it's not going to air until next year. But apparently, it's going to be really good, according to the cast and the crew that I've been chit chatting oh. with on the street. Now, are they are. Are they literally like, we have to shoot this in front of Tooth Life Irene's? Or is it just like by happenstance? No, it wasn't. It wasn't my office. It was in front oh, your of my home. home. Okay. Where okay. I live, gotcha. Not where my office is. But that'd be really Imagine nice like you're that big of a deal like, that they're like, oh, yeah. You know? I did that. So yeah. last time I was in um, downtown Chicago, um, if, have you seen um, Shameless? Do you watch Shameless on what? Uh, what? What? Uh, okay. Mm-mm. So it, you, you don't even know what it's about? Shameless? Okay, well, no. No. <laughs> that's a whole conversation for another day. But for those of you who watch Shameless, <laughs> it takes place in like the the south of Chicago, in like the hood of Chicago. And last time I was in Chicago, I was like, I want to go. And they actually film a lot of it like on location in Chicago. So I was like, I want to want to go and see the Shameless house. So I was there with my boyfriend at the time. We rented a black Mustang just because it was like we were on vacation. And it was like, oh, we'll get like a fun car to drive around. So we pull up in like the yeah. hood. <laughs> in a black Mustang no and we was it, it of course of course and, and we get out oh, and I'm like no. oh, that's the oh, shameless no. house and I'm like taking like I get my selfie stick out you know and I'm like taking all these selfies Stop in front of the shameless it. house and like the people that live in the neighborhood are like coming out of their front door They're probably sick and tired of it no in fact a woman a woman came up to people. me and she's like why because I, I guess like it, it happened you know people come by and take photos in front of the shameless house and she was like right. why do people take photos in front of this house and I'm like you don't know like it's this like huge show and like you're, you know, whatever, like this house is filmed, your house is filmed because sometimes they show across yeah. the street and she's like, well, I know like I, she, she yeah, gets yeah. residual checks, f- you know, for it being filmed. What? Yeah. In front, in front of her house or whatever. So she's like, I know I get checks and I see like crew, but like, I don't even know like what they're really doing. I'm like, well, That's so <laughs> yeah. Funny. So anyways. This is the shameless doing. house. I saw that too. It's like it's like it's like Uncle Phil's house in Fresh Prince yes. of Bel Air. I've driven by that house every time I go to to California, yep, that uh, or specifically LA. Then I drive by that house, and it's like not as impressive. It's kind of yeah, like the totally, White House. Yeah. It's like not yeah. really as impressive. In, in it looks in, amazing in, in on TV. Yeah, it looks amazing on TV and in the movies, and then you're like, oh, it's just just a house. Yeah. It's not, People feel you know, that about the the full like, house house too. Like when they go to San Francisco, they'll get like photos in front of the full house really? house, and it's like yeah, you know, same thing. It's like okay. Oh, yeah. 
but still like very yeah. fun. Yeah. Love that. Fun Speaking stuff. of the fun White stuff. House, Irene, lots of uh, amazing, um, ch- you know, changes here in the United States for us. I have no comment. I'm Canadian. You have no comments here, Canadian. Well, I will say. <laughs> Yes, yes. I will a say lot this. Has changed in the, a lot in has the changed in the United States. No matter what party you voted for or no matter where your um you know where you lie on the political scheme. We watched history last night as the very first female vice president um you know stood and and um you know created her acceptance speech and i will say in like i said it, it whatever side of the fence you're on we this this is just it's history when you see the photos of all of the other vice presidents before and then her um you know mm-hmm. she's a she's a woman of color um and and a, and a female it just it it really is um kind of interesting to see that and uh, I, I do have to say I, I, I kind of teared up a little bit just you know watching her walk out and knowing that this um, that a, a her speech was really was pretty powerful too. her speech was good he, his speech yeah. writer is amazing and you know um, Biden has a, a stutter a crippling stutter actually it's kind of like Does you know he? the king speech that. I knew yeah. he had a really weird cant with his teeth yeah he's got a cant with his teeth and then he's yeah of course you would notice that um, is there is there a presidential dentist I don't like now that he's now that now that he's president elect. Does does he get to keep his old dentist? I always wonder that. I always I don't know if, if anybody knows the answer to the that. Dentist. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, because <laughs> we're very like, like. Is he now going to be able to get free dental work by the presidential dentist to fix that can't? Do you know who would know that is Dr. Joy Holmes because she. Um, she works in DC and she, I remember her saying that she would see like a lot of senators and all that, yeah. like as patients. So she would probably know the answer to that, but you should ask her. Yeah. He's got a stutter. So he has to re- work really hard and, and articulate through that. But even, even still, um, it was really impressive. His, his speech last night. Um, of course, you know, they were behind that bulletproof glass. <laughs> I just didn't yeah. know what was going to happen, but um, it just a, a very historical um, uh, evening indeed for the United States. So indeed, um, in, indeed, 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 it is. Indeed. And Arizona just okay. became a green state. We legalized oh, yeah. um, recreational marijuana. Mar- <clears throat> huh. Look at all these changes happening. So much happening. Look at you, 2020, mm-hmm. changing it up for I everybody. Know. Switching here and it there up. and everywhere. Yeah. So good. Oh, well. Guess what? What? We have an episode. Okay. I'm I'm excited for it. We do. We have we have an episode. Um we're gonna do the thing that we do. Okay. W- would would you like would you like a hint? Yes, give me a hint. Or would you, or would you like a would you like a song? No, I always want a song. I want a song. I always like the songs that you do. All right. Okay. Let me uh let me figure out a song here. All right. Let's see if this let's see if this works. I don't want to see you go. I don't even want to be there. <laughs> Yes, I can hear it, but I'm <laughs> and it will just waiting for the beat to drop. You've only lived a minute of your life. 
happened? What was that? <laughs> so apparently, this is an epic fail. Um, so the Alice Cooper, Stephen from Alice Cooper is the Oh, song. <laughs> God. It was so I googled songs with Steve in them, and that oh, was the man. first one that popped up. Oh um, man, Steve Schiffen House. Schiffy, it's Shiffy. time for Schiffy's episode. Doctor, we're gonna Shiffy. we're gonna roll out Schiffy's episode. We're rolling out Schiffy's episode just in time because you have a great story about uh, your relationship with Schiffy. We call him Schiffy because mm-hmm. now we're friends. Um, yeah, Shiff, yeah. And mm-hmm. and your experience with Shiffy at Densply Serona World and our friends at Densply Serona are kindly and generously sponsoring the launching of Shiffy's episode. So thank you to our mm. people at DS World who have yes. recently announced who their headliner is and their keynote. <gasps> oh, I know. A man I can't that you deal. are a little I bit obsessed deal. with. Irene, this is my thing. Okay. Like Tell us. how <sighs> Okay. So can we announce tell who's, us, tell who's us keynoting? Who you you announced you you tell us because I feel okay, like guys. you've got the passion in like the fire I'm passionate in your heart yes. in your heart oh my in my heart yeah if, in the if, bottom and, of my and, ginger soul and, and if and if anyone that knows this individual is listening to this or from our friends at DS I feel like an introduction yes. is in yes yes if an introduction that would be terrific so the the keynoter for Dance by Throne of World is none other than Simon Sinek. Which is like, for those of you who have read his book, Start With Why, Leaders Eat Last, like he is just, um, he's got so many like really bright ideas and, um, and I also definitely have a ginger crush on him. Do you? I looked, yes. He's I not looked a ginger though. He's not, he's not a ginger, but no. I have a ginger crush. Right. Um, he, I looked him up. I think he's single. You think so? I looked him up. I think, I think he has a girlfriend and surprisingly, um, one of his girlfriends, um, like he dates gingers, like that's like his thing. Really? Wow. So I feel I'm like, I, at I feel his, like I'm I looking chance. at his wiki page, and there there okay. isn't mention about personal life in his wiki page. Yeah, somebody else like looked it up for me, and they were like, "Oh, but I, I obviously have a lot of people on this right now because yeah. I'm making it my life mission." Seeing as you know, you and I are both speaking at DS World, that basically yes. Simon Sinek is opening for me <clears throat> at DS yes. World. Yes. And I feel like what I'm what I'm frustrated about is that with the he's whole COVID opening thing. opening for me. Wait, I just I just I totally ran right over that. Did you just say that he's basically opening for you? Yeah, just like you opened for me at Hardy Jenner on roof last year. <laughs> so we're the shitty ones here. Is that what you're saying? No. We're opening. We're you're the headliner, and we're I'm we're the headliner. Silent signing is the for opening. You. Simon Sinek is opening for me. That's uh, how big of a deal I am, Irene. I just want to make sure I that you stop. understand. They're like, oh, Katrina Sanders is speaking when you get Simon Sinek here. Oh my God. But I'm, Quick, I'm Simon, I'm, get in here. Open for Katrina. Sing a song. Do like, a dance. Do a dance. I'm, But really, like, I I like, I like, don't know. I watch his videos on LinkedIn. Pour myself Ooh, a glass of wine. Oh, he has an wine. Instagram account. Much. I did not know this. You just froze, Irene. You just, What happened? Nothing. He has an Instagram account. He has almost a million followers on Instagram. I know. And I tagged him on Instagram in one of my posts. And of course, he didn't respond. But I just I think he's playing hard to get right now. Do you know what I mean? Like if it was like, who's this ginger? I don't know. We'll just figure it out. But I guess where I'm going with this is I would like some advice from the from our audience. Like, how should I go about 
trying to get Simon Sinek to marry me. Well, I'm, lo- I'm going to do an audit. But like, look at how intense gonna... he is. He's just like, yeah, he's got, he's doing, the, he's just doing it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. He's just like, he's, he's so cute. He's like, do we be cute? You know, with his glasses and everything. Kind of like you. Yeah. <laughs> we could be dweeby together. Aww, I just want to know. You'd make the cutest little dweeby babies. Do you think so? I don't know. How did how did this how did this go into like please sign up for Dense by Serona World um, from that to uh, please hook up Katrina with the man headliners from Dense yeah. by Serona World? <laughs> because I'm hoping that somebody on here will be able to give me some advice on how to do it. Well, and I also, think, yeah, don't you want to like be there to like watch like is Katrina Sanders going to meet Simon Sinek in some like Zoom room like? No, is there a what green that's room how we, that we all get to go into? I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I want to know because if this were like real, like DS World, and we were it was happening in Vegas, yeah, we'd be in backstage. Areas. That's what I'm saying. I would 100. I'd be like trying to get Joe Goldstone or Allison Zora to like let me backstage with you, and we'd be like Simon, 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 you know. And like I just like to do this whole thing. I'd obviously wear like a really cute outfit and like no, get my hair blown out that day would, or whatever. We would but totally plan the thing. I'd bring like a red wine and I'd like accidentally <sighs> spill it on you, and he would be there, and he'd have God. to like, oh, madam, let me give you my handkerchief because he has yes. an English accent, right? He's born in like yes. Wimbledon. Oh, madam, let yeah. me assist you with your with your dress cleaning. Yes. Like that. Alrighty then. So um, yes, please register for Dead Slice Serona World. I think that will assist Katrina in having more people registered. Therefore, more people yeah. have the opportunity to connect with yeah. Simon. And then inadvertently, this will be a great. We should just get a people to sign a petition. Like we should petition that yeah. Katrina and Simon should meet, and then the petition should go across all of our dental hygiene communities. Yes. How do we start this? Let's make it happen. I feel like we just did. We just happened. Okay, great. We're, we're gonna, great. Like, let's <laughs> challenge accepted. Let's see if we can do I this just, within the next few days because Den Supply Serona World is starting soon. I mean, Simon, we can call him Simon, right? Simon, our friend. Simon. Simon. Yeah. Simon's going to be speaking on November the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that we've got some time to like get this all going and for peeps to register. So. Yeah, this, this is so it. good. This is it. This is, so, this is the moment we've all been waiting for, Katrina, for you. This do it. I, I know. This, this is this all one. that I want for you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I just want you to be <gasps> happy. You? Thank you. Thanks, Irene. <laughs> it's reciprocated. I just want you to be happy, too. And I want our, our listeners to be happy and enjoy their time at Denseblyserona Serona World. Yes, so, uh, absolutely. Be sure to register www.densplyserona.world.com and be a part of the action in identifying if Katrina Sanders gets to meet and slash marry Simon Sinek. See, the thing is, if we would have been in Vegas, we could have gone to a chapel and gotten married, too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I planned the whole thing out my head. Holy so. molar. All right, Katrina. Oh. Well, for those of you that are interested in attending some higher learning and education, DS World is fantastic. So make sure to click on the link in our bios below to register. Of course, to hear Simon open for Katrina. And yes. uh, I will also be opening for Katrina. Everyone's going to be <laughs> opening for Katrina. Um, uh, like all at the same time, since we're all in different meeting rooms, like we're all just like opening for her. And then when Katrina <laughs> speaks, nobody else gets to speak. That's just what's happening. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I look forward to opening for you once, once more, getting, getting the crowd Ugh. warmed up for you. Warm them up for me, girl. <laughs> Warm them up. I'm going to get them to do some jumping jacks. There All you right, go. Peeps, listen to this lovely episode with our friend Shiffy, Dr. Shiffin House. Um, and we'll catch you on the, on the flip side. On the flippity flip. 
Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with, you know, the girls, me, Irene, and your friend, <laughs> Katrina. What's up, girlfriend? Hey, girl. Hey, how are you today? Oh, you know, living my best life. Good, good. Uh, it's been an interesting week. That's for shizzle my, your nizzle. Your, my nizzle and your nizzle and Lou's <laughs> nizzle, apparently. Lou, little Lou is all up in my nizzle. A lot of nizzling. Lou is all up in my nizzle right now. I, I had my teeth cleaned today in my own office. A friend of mine came over and cleaned my teeth, and Lou like snoozed on my lap the entire time. Aww. It was adorable. Very, That's so great. Very cute. And you know how they say dogs can hear high-pitched noises? Every time she used the Cavitron, his ears would, like, perk up a little bit. Kind of cute and scary all at the same time. I felt like he needed those little baby I know. Sound That's what I'd be concerned about. Headphones. Yeah. yeah. But... Anyways, Aww. it was good. So yeah, that's that's going on. We we're we're doing something right now. We're doing we have a guest who's yes. patiently sipping away at what are you drinking there, sir? Just club soda. Just club soda. Just a little hard stuff doesn't come till till later. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so so Katrina, you hooked this up. You wanna you wanna yeah. intro your, your buddy? You guys this were is... texting, so obviously your buddies. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, well I I, I consider us buddies, right, Doc? We're buddies. Yes, absolutely okay, absolutely. We're tight. We're tight. We're tight like that. So um, Dr. Steve Schiffenhaus is um, just a, an incredible, young, up-and-coming, practicing general dentist, but also has just an incredible wealth of knowledge in restorative dentistry and has built this amazing following on social media, delivering programmatic content on um, you know the, the different types of restorative materials that he has. He's a big DS supporter. In fact, we, we partied it up at DS World <laughs> last year. Uh, I actually I'm secret, jealous. I'm phone. so jealous. I know, be, my, yeah, before my phone got stolen. Um, but secret time, I watched I, it get stolen. On my, on, <laughs> we'll tell that story later, but keep going. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was funny because um, who was the, was it Jerry Seinfeld last year? That was at DS. Yeah, Seinfeld slayed it. What's, what's amazing is I watched him do the same routine recorded because it's on Netflix, I think now. Oh. And it wasn't as good as, because, uh, you know, like anything with performance, you know this from lecturing, is you can have a class that's not really interested and it affects you. You don't give as good yeah. of a performance. Same yeah. thing happens with comedians and theater and stuff like that. And so we got a way better version in person than the recorded one that I saw. It was awesome. Well, I'm so glad. I am not a Jerry Seinfeld fan at all. So <laughs> when when we went oh, yeah, to DS World, remember I gave I gave Dr. Schivenhaus my VIP badge. So we got. I was to going around saying I was Katrina Sanders. Yeah. Was awesome. it felt very oh important. I'm so sad that DS World isn't happening this. I know. This year. Did you sad. get that email? Yeah, that was unfortunate. I, I we I read it. We read it together. So Katrina and I finished a podcast episode. And I don't know why, but I read it in a British accent. I read the entire email. We both like yeah. opened our phones, end of the end of the episode, and uh, I read it in a British accent. And it didn't. I thought it would hit a little easier reading it in a British accent. <laughs> no, it just made it worse. No. It, it just, yeah, no. it hit, it it hit a little worse. harder. Yeah, that was that was rough, but yeah. At any I was rate, ready this year, I was gonna tear it up. Oh, sorry, I was I, no, I figured you were gonna like tear it up. I know, I know. This is what I was so excited about. Like we were gonna go and like do like the wine thing, and um, what's the a, wine thing? What's no, the wine we were just thing? we were just gonna have wine together instead oh, of like okay. the. You I was know, just so overwhelmed last time with the experience. I just wasn't ready, so this time it was gonna just be great. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was quite an experience last year. So um, that's okay. We'll just, we'll have an amazing time in 2021, but we're, re- we're really excited we're, to have you on. Um, yeah. Welcome to Two Through Deer podcast, Dr. Schiffenhouse. Schiffenhouse. Do you prefer house, that we do with go. a huh? Schiffenhouse. Listen, you can call me whatever. You can call me Sally if it makes you feel better. Do you have a nickname? What's your nickname? I feel like with a last name like that, you've got to have a a fancy nickname. Well, I'm East Coast originally. So East Coast, everybody called each other by like their last names. I don't know if it's like a a sports thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, and what's funny is back East, everyone's got crazy last names. So mine was like a medium in difficulty. So no one was really intimidated. When I first in elementary school, it was Schiff. And then towards the end of middle school, it was House. And then so it was either Schiff and House, (laughs) Schiff or House. Just depends on when you met me. Um, but ever since I've been in Arizona, it's been Steve. Like nobody does the last name thing. It's I, just, it's just Steve. Out, like, <laughs> I will yeah. say, so he's, he's also one of our top referral practices with AZ Perio. We love him at AZ Perio. And oh, they call I me Shippy, right? We call you Shippy. Shippy. Yeah. It's, it's Shippy. It's cool. like, oh, we got a patient from Shippy, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. 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 And I call Fitzgerald Fitzy. So we kind of get the Fitzy. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like, I like Shippy. That. I think Shippy should be it. That's it. You should just use like I said, Instagram handle to at Dr. Shiffy. Dr. Shiffy. I like it. it. I like it. All right. Cool. So good. So welcome to the podcast. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey. And I want to, I want you to touch on this. You had posted something on social media that the other day that was something along the lines of you had wanted to apply to medical school. So walk us through like where, where, (laughs) tell us all the things we need to know about Shiffy. Like, how did you get where you are? Oh, God, it's such a long story. We'll be here forever. Um, I'm not good at telling short stories. Uh, I was, I kind of partied hard at ASU. I went out to ASU to, to do the party thing. And then I just was very unfulfilled with that after a couple of years. And that sounds like such a privileged bratty thing to do. So luckily, I was in a position where uh, my brother had dropped out of college, I think, within a semester. So my parents were just really happy that I was still there. Um, but then I just kind of decided, like, I really wanted to do something big kind of with my life, which worked out because my family had a business for over a hundred years in Newark, New Jersey. It was called Schiff and Ass Packaging, where they made, uh, boxes for over a hundred years. And so I always thought I was going to do that, but I wasn't really that interested in the business side of things. So I actually decided to go med because I wanted to do something that was going to take like basically almost like a sport. Like you just have to like get up every day and this is what you've got to do. And I had a feeling everything else would fall into place. So that's why I chose pre-med and I I was pretty set on doing medicine. But the issue was, is that my idea of what medicine was, was like 1980s medicine. It wasn't 2010s medicine. So I always thought like, you know, the doctor I saw when I was a kid were like single doctor owns his own practice, knows his patients really well jack of all trades kind of thing. That is a dot. I mean, I don't even know that breed is still alive in medicine, mm. but when I was looking into it in the late 2000s, cause I started uh, undergrad in 2001, when I was looking into that into the 2000s, like that was a dying breed, but I still was pretty gung ho about it. But because I had a really bad GPA, I did a lot of stuff to try to make up for it. I did a lot of undergraduate research. So I did chemistry re- research, um, made gold nanoparticles, did some NMR research. And then I went into molecular biology research undergrad. I didn't have the grades to get into med school. So I went into a molecular biology PhD program to kind of like get better grades by time. Um, And during that process, I actually did really well on the MCAT, which is nice. I've always been good at taking tests. I started teaching for Princeton Review to take the MCAT. So that's where my teaching experience began. Hmm. Um, 
And I wasn't getting any closer to getting to med school. So I decided to leave with a master's in molecular biology and then do a biomed program at um, Midwestern. So for anybody interested in pursuing a degree in, in dentistry or in medicine, if you don't have like the best grades because you had a colored past like me, something that you can do is you can do a biomed program. What these are, are these are typically one year master's program. And they're usually held at a school that has a dental school or a medical school. And what they do is about 80% of the curriculum is identical to what the first year medical and dental students take. So the idea is at the same university with the same curriculum, if you can maintain a high GPA, it lets the schools know that, hey, just because you had a poor GPA before, you can handle the workload at the school. Plus, you get to meet the faculty and the people at those schools, and it gives you kind of an in. So anybody that kind of feels like, oh, I don't know if I have the grades or I have like a scarlet letter on my chest. I can't get into dental or like medical how school. Low are we, how low are we talking here? Like how low of a GPA? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, depends on how you calculate it, but I would say a 2.8. 2.8, huh. And that's after two years of averaging a 3.5 um, in all the sciences, just to kind of bring it up when I switched over to pre-med. Um, so I, I had a lot of ground. I, I did a lot of screwing around the first two years. So we'll, we can touch on that another time. So <laughs> I, I did a 4.0 in the, in the biomed, and then I did really well on the DAT. So and right before that, I had taught high school biology for half a year, and I had taught um, general biology because I had a master's at uh, Mesa Community College. Um, it was really funny at that time. The reason why we got into dentistry like throwing, was throwing out, throwing out degrees like a, like like I ingredients, know, like, ingredients yeah, in a secret sauce that goes on your pizza. Right and now. and you know what's so funny about it? Like literally, if you read your bio, like you totally come off as this like. <laughs> dweeby guy full who's disclosure, like full disclosure full disclosure you know full, I mean? full disclosure this full disclosure, full disclosure it. I got the email yeah. that you sent this morning at 1209 uh with yeah. your bio in it and all I wrote back to Katrina was Jesus Christ and she wrote <laughs> she said I swear he's fun that's funny <laughs> he's he's cool I promise but like when you read this bio you're like okay like yeah I was like, you know that's not my joke about is I tell people if you read like the bio and the degrees, everyone's like, Oh my God, like, wow, you're, you're like so accomplished. I'm like, yeah, but it depends on the lens you use. Cause the other lens yeah. could be like, man, he had a lot of making up to do just to get into dental school. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Oh, but all how you look at handy because I'm utilizing it all now in what I'm doing and we'll get there. But the, the cute little aside was that um, I, I sort of had sensed that my wife really like was supporting me with medical, but really didn't like the idea of it. And I found out that she just was like, you know, telling me like, you're underestimating how much of your life is going to be sucked away by this thing. Like you're going to be in residency working like a hundred hours. You're going to come out. You're not going to be making as much as you think you're going to be making as a family doctor. And you're going to be doing 50, 60 hours. And she's like, I know you, you want to have more freedom. You want to spend time with family. And so she really was good at kind of like not pushing me because she didn't want to be responsible for like killing a dream, but like <laughs> kind of like poking me like this probably isn't the right path for you. So I actually teased her about dentistry because the place I did the biomed had a dental school and that was Midwestern and Glendale. And she said, why don't you do that? I'm like, well, they don't make any money. She's like, Stephen, they make more than doctors. I go, no. And then I actually looked it up and did the research. I go, okay, well, the money is there. Let's see if I go like it. So I went and shadowed a couple of dentists and I had shadowed, and this is the biggest mistake I see people make about uh, trying to become medical doctors is nobody shadows. Yeah, like, really? Nobody volunteers at like an ER or shadows a regular is doctor. That, is, to, that, is that because it's not allowed? No, I taught Princeton Review for three years. So I had a lot of like either graduates or people about to graduate um, pre-med 
that were trying to get take the MCAT and get the medical school. And I literally go like show of hands who's like shadowed. And it was just, they were just so tunnel visioned in that I need to get good grades. I need to do this. I need to do that. No one went like, Oh, let me go see if I enjoy this career. Like it's, mm -hmm. it seems like a no brainer, mm -hmm. but when you also look at a lot of the, you know, yeah, as you said, the dweebs that go into the, the med track, right. they don't think practically like us. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I had done a lot of shadowing. So when I was shadowed a dentist, I was really able to compare the two. Like, no, this is what I was thinking of when I was thinking of med was, mm -hmm. you know, having more control of my day, having more control of my business, um, having more freedom and the work-life balance that I want. And I've never shied away from blood or guts, or I wouldn't have been in med. And I had always kind of wanted to do surgery and work with my hands, but I just didn't want the time commitment being a, a like an older person, you know, in my late twenties starting. So right. dentistry was the perfect fit. I get to work with my hands. I get to do artsy stuff. I get to inter integrate science and engineering. Um, I get to run my own business and I get to set my own hours and I get to have work-life balance. So and that was of, why I wanted to do it. How much of what you said is actually what's happened? Because I feel like we come into dentistry thinking, yes, work-life balance will be better and we'll run our own business and all of the positives. But then when you start, it's not always as you expect it to be. Like perhaps later in your career. Yeah. No matter what. Having more uh, of those. I agree. Unless you're like one of those, because I didn't come from a family of doctors, so I don't even know how to act like a doctor. Uh, and I, I have a lot of people I went to dental school with where their dad was a dentist or their uncle was a dentist. And they're being groomed to like take over a practice or they have an in or the dad was an orthodontist. So they're going to go ortho. So I, you know, not to pick on people, but they definitely have an easier track than us mortals, you know, us plebs, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they, so they wind up having that like, Oh yeah, life is great. I didn't pay for dental school and I'm going to go into this practice that I'm going to. So yeah, they have that for us working stiffs. Yeah, you got to yeah. put your time in the first couple of years. And that is... It's rough for a muggle. It's rough out here. For a <laughs> for a yeah, I agree. That's a great, <laughs> great analogy. And, yeah. you know, one of, the, one of the issues that I see is um, false expectations. So I'm glad you brought that up. I see a lot of people that are tweeners, not necessarily had the, um, like, dentist dad or dentist mom, but still had good support through dental school. And they're sort of expecting to walk into this job that I just described and not realize what you said. You might have to take a couple of years to build it. Um, and so there's associates that come out and feel like, Hey, I was promised this, you know, lots of money and mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, you've got to either find, you know, leave a couple jobs and get to the right one, or you've got to create your own destiny. And actually what shocks me is when I graduated, I thought most people wanted to own their own practice. And I'm always surprised that like, I'm one of the few where people will say like, wow, I'm surprised you want to own. I'm like, well, who the hell doesn't? They're like, well, all that responsibility. I'm like, well, I'd rather let myself down than somebody else, I guess. That's ah. just how I'm wired. Oh, <laughs> and you don't let anybody down. You've got an incredible practice. Um, so can you walk us through, you graduated from, you went to Midwestern, graduated yes. from Midwestern. You started working in, as an associate, correct? Before you ended At up in. Okay. Okay. Before you transitioned into, and how and long you have started, you? You started working for a large corporate, corporate dental uh, yeah, I, I have so to be right kind. School? Yeah, I have to be kind to Heartland um, because with there's a couple DSOs that I would recommend, and probably only two. Um, and Heartland would be one just of a them. Couple, probably only two. Oh, just yeah. two. <laughs> just two. Yeah, just two. So that is a couple. Um, yeah. <laughs> so really, 
you know, with Heartland, just out. like the other one I talk about, which would be Pacific, a lot of it's dependent on the actual office you go to. So just because Heartland's a good company doesn't mean that large company, every aspect of it is good, and they don't have stinker offices. Right. And unfortunately, I got sent to an office in Ahwatukee that I was the fifth doctor in five years. And where's, I really impressed uh, them. Where's Ahwatukee? Sorry, I'm in, I'm in Canada. <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's in Phoenix. So I was sent to one in, in, in an area of Phoenix that I was a fifth doctor in five years and it was a small community. Um, and I, I, they, I was kind of like the last body they were throwing at it. Um, and they were kind of hoping because I had a big personality, um, I would turn it around. And I was just like the last guy to be on the ship as it sank. So it was mm -hmm. a rough first year for me. Um, but what I noticed is when I joined Heartland, they sent, sent all the new docs, like 150 docs because it's a big company to a week long sort of uh, education thing. And it's both on team building and business, but also on updated techniques. Because a lot of dental schools, unfortunately, don't prepare practicing doctors, but academics that when they hit the real world go, but wait a minute, where's my start check? And I thought we were mm -hmm. gonna do it in this order. And right. you know what I mean? Sure. So Heartland kind of gives you a week to sort of train you like, oh no, this is how normal dentists do it. Now I was lucky, I went to a progressive school that really prepared us for clinical dentistry. So I felt like I should have got like the voucher that I went to Midwestern. Um, but it was still, I, I had to say for the people who didn't go to Midwestern or went to a dental school that doesn't really, there's a reason why there's AGD and GPR residency. So for, for the schools where most kids have to go do that, Heartland does a good job sort of getting them ready for regular practice. So I got to give Heartland some credit. Um, but yeah, the corporate thing's definitely not for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when, when did you, you, the name of your practice now is Soft Touch Dental. Um, when did you, um, did you buy that practice? Did you start up from scratch? Uh, tell so us I, I worked for um, Heartland for the year and I started in June of 16 and in April of 17, I knew I was going to leave and I started looking for practices to buy. It's very much like buying a house and I didn't realize it at the right. time. Like, I found one I liked and I was like, okay, this, I'm going to line this up perfectly for when I put in my notice and we're just going to jump into this thing. And I put in my notice and then we started looking through the books and it, it was a nightmare. They had cooked the books. Luckily oh, I had people to do diligence for me. So we pulled the no offer. And, How did they cook the and, books? One example is the doctor owned multiple practices. And what he would do was to boost the production of the practice. He would diagnose implants at the other one and beg the patients to drive to the poor performing one to do the implants mm -hmm. there. So they got the production. No way. Wow. But the patient there was, was never there... patient of record that. Well, once they went and had the implant on, yeah, they were patient of record, but before that, no. So they, they were like moving patients. And then there was other stuff like, they basically, the split that they said that was like PPO versus HMO versus fee for service, it was like a 40-40-20 split. But when we went and looked at the, the actual patients, like patient base and who had what insurance, it was like 80% horrible HMO and like 10% PPO and like almost no fee for service. So no. crap like that. Um, so we pulled it and I wound up temping for about six months because I didn't want to sign a contract anywhere because I wanted to buy a practice. Yeah. Um, that's the struggle so, I have right now with my office. One of my ahead. doctors yesterday told me that uh, after having the contract in hand for like the better part of two and a half weeks, that he decided that he was going to, his dad's a dentist and he works for his dad's like old school practice. So he uh, is going to just stick it out with dad until he buys a practice in two or three years from now because he doesn't want to sign a, a non-compete. 
Yeah, the non-competes are funny. Um, like, you know, here, especially even in Arizona, like it doesn't mean a whole lot. Like if I hired an associate, made them like sign a five mile radius and they opened up a shop three miles away, it's really not going to get litigated in my favor. Really, the only thing they litigate is like if they set up shop three miles away and then call my patients and say, hey, come follow me. They will get you for that because that is some BS. But like, I mean, stopping someone from moving up the street, I mean, it's crappy, but like, <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot, you, you know, you can do about it. And I wouldn't go after somebody. A lot of that's just to freak somebody out with the what if I get litigated. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my more thing is I just didn't feel like dealing with it. And I, I, I tempt at a place where it was a horrible, horrible, like group practice thing i mean just terrible then i went in there within three hours the manager's like we need to keep you i'm like no please don't but like, no, no no we need to keep you and so they called up like the guy that like is the second command of the whole company and he's like you know why don't you buy this place i go no i don't want to buy this place well why don't you just work here i'm like no i told you i'm looking for a place to buy he's like well you know we'll let you have the contract whenever you want i go well, then why would we sign a contract? That doesn't make right. any sense. And right. I went home, I looked at my wife. My wife was like, just tell them to keep paying you as a temp because you'll make more money that way. I'm like, yes, I told them, sorry. They're like, okay, can you tell the temp company that you're going to long-term temp for us so they don't sign it anywhere else? I'm like, yeah. So they basically paid me $200 oh. more a day as a temp mm-hmm. than had I signed a contract. I did How that for two work? months. How does it work for temps or locum dentists? Is it not a percentage of the production that you make or is it a percentage plus a flat No, I'm sure. Typically, no. You're just being paid on the day. However, um, you probably could negotiate something like in that situation where the guy said, you know, uh, you know, uh, we want you to long-term temp. I'm sure I could have uh, negotiated something. I just didn't want to have anything to do with these guys. Like I wanted to be easy to just cut and run if I wanted to, because there was some shady stuff going on there. Like I'd walk into like a crown seat and I see like a gigantically open bridge and I had to be careful and just be like, Oh, uh, let's get this on so-and-so schedule so they could take a look at it. Oh, what's wrong with it? Like, uh, he might want to take a second look. You know, I think there's something up with the gums. And I'm trying to, like, be ethical yeah. and not throw the place under the bus. And that's such a delicate rope to, to dance. And so I wanted to have the ability, if I ever got too uncomfortable, to say, all right, peace out, you know. And so I didn't <laughs> want to have to, like, rely on getting paid on, like, on the back end. Right. So I just did a daily. I had another place where the guy, it was, like, $600 for the day, but we did so well in production, he gave me an extra 100 bucks or something. So mm-hmm. stuff like that happens. So, yeah. so now here you are, soft touch dental. You you've owned the practice now for what three years? Did you name? Yeah, it's gonna be three it? years. Did you name it soft no, touch? it was it was already existing, and it's funny because now that I've gotten into biomimetic dentistry, I'm not sure really how to market it with that name of the business and the location because yeah. it, it it's it's interesting. Um, because I'm in the position now when I bought this practice, it's a seven operatory practice. It's on a busy corner in Gilbert, Arizona, which is a very up and coming area. Um, it had a larger patient base, but there was some bad history with it. With uh, They had two docs leave in the course of, a, of like two years. So there was a lot of patient attrition. So I, I kind of went in with the idea I was going to build it up into like a two doctor, double to triple hygiene practice, you know, running through Saturdays. And as I've evolved in my career, the short career that it is, I'd rather move into a medical building and work three to four days a week and keep a very small patient base and just not make as much money. Um, because that's just what makes me happy. Wow. I, how often do you hear a doctor say that? I mean, it's, that's, that's really amazing. And I, I think it, it says a lot about you and a lot about your why and, um, and it, it certainly says a lot about the new age or the new wave of, of doctors that are now out there buying out these practices. 
Um, can you, this is kind of a, a pervasive challenge that we're seeing in Arizona right now. And I know that this is happening across the United States where um, you have younger doctors that are coming in and buying out a practice, as you had just kind of mentioned, where there is patient attrition, yeah. but there, how do I say this delicately? Um, there oftentimes is some supervised neglect happening in those practices. There, there are, um, you know, historically problems. or from the incoming doc. Uh, historically. And so now the incoming doc comes in, like, here you are, like, you've, you've done all of your amazing checks at Midwestern and you're, you know, top of the class. And now you're seeing this and you have to somehow bridge that gap, right? Like you, you have to win the patient over, get them to stay and still love you and not give you a, you know, shitty Yelp review or, or, you know, Google review. And you also have to do the right thing. Then um, Arizona is one of those states where, you know, if, you, if you're not diagnosing perio, that, that is a problem. And, and that will come back yeah. to you with the Board of Dental Examiner. So um, what are your thoughts? What, what would be your advice for somebody who's kind of in a similar situation? and Navigating kind of those waters? That? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've had to do that. I had to, I had to do that a little bit at the first practice I was at. And then I had to do it. Uh, the temp thing is a completely different gray, foggy animal that we won't touch. And then the um, coming into my practice, um, unless it's really egregious, and even when it's really egregious, you, you just sort of say, you know, sorry. So typically when you buy a practice, let's start there. In the contract, there should be a clause for rework. So a normal clause is that if I, if I bought the practice from you and I came in and saw a bunch of stuff that I wanted to redo, the clause would say that, okay, you know, within the first year or two, you have to pay me 60% of the rework. And the way that works is it, is it, it protects the seller. So, so I don't get instant profit from saying, I'm going to redo everything. And now it's on your right. bill because the patient's not paying for it. It's a way for me to make fake revenue but it also protects the buyer from losing money on rework and losing goodwill. Cause if I have to look at every patient and go, Hey, you have to pay for this rework or all of it. The patients are going to get mad at leave. So just mm-hmm. make sure when you're buying a practice, there is a clause and in normal practice is somewhere in the realm of 60%. And the mm-hmm. way that works is 60, 70% should cover your overhead. So you're essentially not making a profit on the rework, but you're not losing money. And that's the best way to handle the rework thing. It protects the seller and protects the buyer. As far as language with the patient, you always want to be careful never to throw another doctor under the bus. And I can't tell you how many times, even in my four years of practicing, and it doesn't happen anymore because I don't make this mistake anymore, but that you look at like a bad class two filling and you're like, oh, that other doctor sucks. I'm amazing at class two fillings. And then you get in there and you realize like the access is terrible. The patient won't sit still. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't comply with any sort of isolation or there's a root concavity that you can't adapt around. You're like, holy crap, this is a freaking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, mm-hmm. I feel bad about th- dogging that, that person. So sure. you don't know why it was bad. So all you have to say is, I'm sorry, it has to be redone. If there was, you know, if, if I owned, you know, like if I had seen you two years ago and I saw you today and I saw this work that I had done and I, you know, I would just say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do it for free. Um, for crowns, it's different. And the way I navigated that with crowns was for the first year, it was, I would just hit up the seller and be like, Hey bro, you know, you owe me 60% and I wouldn't charge the patient. Um, after two years, it's a little murkier after two years. If I notice like an open margin or something, depending on how open it is, I'll just say, Hey, you know what? That that's a problem. 
It might not be bothering you today. It might be, might not bother you in the near future, but that's an accident waiting to happen. Let's take care of it. Oh, well, my insurance isn't going to reimburse me. And it's like, okay, well, let's cut you some slack. And that is what you do on a case-by-case patient. If it's a compliant patient, a patient that's on a patient of record that's been showing up very well, I'll give them a way better deal. If it's a patient that's like rude, hard to work on, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll take like a hundred bucks off. Sure. You know, sure. it, it, so yeah. there's, where, there's where you have to handle it. But I, I hope that helped unless you want to get into more specific yeah. stuff. No, but I would fair. just, I would just say, try not to throw the other doc under the bus. It doesn't make you look good. And you might be setting yourself up for failure. Um, for fillings, I would just redo them. My first year, I just did, I, I didn't even hit up the seller. I just redid fillings for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just redid them. Just said, you know, if there was recurrent decay, I'd say, Hey, sometimes these things fail early. I'm sorry. Insurance won't cover it. We're just going to redo it. Or I would say, listen, I just have a really high standard and this is below my standard, but some other doctors might be okay with this. I would like to redo this. Oh, that's a really good way of saying that. I like that. Yeah. Very good. So, okay. <clears throat> so you're a, pr- a practice owner. You've got, you know, two hygienists in your practice, so two hygienists, one doc, you're rocking and rolling, you're doing the thing. People in Gilbert are seeing your storefront. They're loving it. Um, and you do have a really um, great, robust patient population. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden now you're on Instagram and I'm like, I get these pop-ups all the time. Steve Schiffenhaus is on Instagram live and you're doing all these things. It is cute. Um, and, and I remember when you started, when did you start your Instagram account? It was like six, seven December. months ago. Okay. December. Yeah, it's December. So it was like nine months ago. Not even, I can't do the math on that. I, whatever. Um, so, but you, you start this page and now you've got how many, how many followers do you have? Have you checked recently? Uh, 16,000. Just 16,000 in, in like, yeah that amount of time. That's amazing. So it's cool. So walk us through that. I mean, how, how did you, how, how did that happen? This is tough because I'm not sure what the, what the, what the listeners are going to kind of want from this. So when I first started growing, I had a doc that's a big KOL for DS reach out to me. It was like, dude, because at that point I was at 8,000. It's like, how'd you grow this to 8,000 blah, blah, blah. And the first question I asked him, I go, well, before I tell you my secret sauce, which is not that secret, I can share with anybody. I don't care. I, I was, I was just like, who do you want to be followers? Are you looking for dentists? Or are you looking for potential patients? He's like, Oh, potential patients. I'm like, Oh, well just hire a social media company. He's like, well, what do you mean? I go, my following is dental professionals right. on the Instagram page because I'm into I'm education. Gonna, I'm going to totally disagree with you that 50 to 80% of those companies that you hire will not help you get new patients from Instagram. And I'm going to completely agree with you. But what I was going to say worst. to him is like, and I'm sorry I was if say, anyone's listening to this that's a dental marketer, but <laughs> she's stop very passionate no, about I this. I agree with you, <laughs> and I'll cover this as well. Canva and putting quotes like, an apple a day keeps the dentist away, or like oh, faces of fake people in fake dental offices mm-hmm. that will not listen to patients. You and I are more on the same page than you know. I, I hate it. But I, I felt like that's really what he was asking me. It's more what I mean. He's like, oh, how do you get like 8,000 followers the quick way? I'm like, well, you can waste money on one of those companies that gets you like somebody that owns a floral shop in like, you know, Des Moines, Iowa or something like that. Right. What that has to do with your practice, I have no idea. But there's like this right. Twitter, Instagram game of inorganic growth that people participate in that's meaningless. And that's not what I wanted to do when I grew my page. I wanted, I wanted my users to be real engaging users. Uh, for example... I have a buddy that has a practice in Glendale and he posts really good cosmetic work and he has 3000 followers 
And I know he probably had one of those companies do it or was an inorganic growth platform because he posts some baller cases. And with 3000 followers, he got like 40 likes. When I had a thousand followers, I got a hundred likes. And it's because my thousand were more organic, real engaging followers versus his 3000, which was a bunch of randos that was created inorganically. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And I was like, listen, I don't know how to grow the patient thing organically. And frankly, like right now, it's not an interest I have. So for the 16,000 page, that is specifically targeted at uh, dental professionals. And I'm happy to kind of walk through what Katrina asked me on how I grew that. But just the the, the disclaimer is for those like, oh, how do I get 16,000 for patients? Like, I don't know what to tell you other than wasting your money on one of the social media companies, like you said. Right. There you go. So for the, so, so for growing the 16,000, basically what happened was I got a CEREC in, um, 2000, June of 2018. And I did the sea doctors thing. So when you buy a CEREC, there's a website called CEREC doctors. Sorry, everything's a story, but Hey, I'm a storyteller. (laughs) So, uh, in June of 18, I I got it. So everyone gets a free membership to CEREC and they have videos on there. They have like a form. It's like a mini dental town just for, um, and I'm not a fan of dental town. We can talk about that later, but it's a mini dental town for CEREC doctors and you can get questions answered and all this stuff. And one of the things I noticed on there was like people post cases and there's a lot of padding on the back. And I'm like, Hey, I want to do that. So first I learned how to get better at CEREC. And then I started posting on there a little bit. And then a buddy of mine told me that there's a Facebook group called keep CEREC-ing that's way better than forums. He literally said like, listen, forums are dead. Facebook is where it's at. And what's funny is two years later, I'm saying Facebook is almost dead and Instagram is where it's at. But we could talk about that later. We could table that. So I got into Keep Seraking, which at the time had about 10,000 members. And I started posting on there. And I'm just really competitive. I wanted to get better preps to post. I wanted better engagement. I, you know, I just wanted to be one of the people on that page that was posting good work. So then I bought a DSLR camera with a good lens and started taking really good photos. And I didn't realize, but I was cultivating a following. And really it was when I hung out with Katrina about a year and a half later at DS in 2019 in October that I found out how big of a following I had cultivated. Like Davo Patel, who manages the Keep Seraking uh, group, I was like, hey, thank you so much. He gave me a hug. He's like, no, thank you. You're like one of the top three, like, you know, engaged followers, like really. And so I realized I was helping create traffic for that site. So two months later, I got sick of dealing with a lot of the trolls on Facebook. It was just getting annoying. Like, cause I started pushing partial coverage and more advanced adhesive and more modern techniques. And I, I call the older docs, like the dinosaurs. It's not necessarily that you're older, but you're just using older outdated dental uh, mentality. Right. And I just get sick of like fighting with the dinos. And at that point I had started going onto Instagram and I decided, you know what I'm going to do? And I told my wife, it was like end of November ago, I want to cultivate my own following as opposed to, it's, it's nothing against Dobble, but it's like, I'm boosting his group. I want my group and I don't want to do it on Facebook. I don't want to create another Facebook group. So I said, I'm going to create my own Instagram page. And so from there, I started posting all that content that was getting me a following on Facebook. I started posting on both and that's how I grew it. Now there's other specific ways that I grew it that are still organic uh, that we can cover, but I'm going to let you guys steer this where you want because it is your, your, your podcast. Hmm. Well, well, I love this. Thank you so oh, much for great. sharing that. I'm, I'm scrolling through your Instagram while you've been chatting. Are you? What, what are you finding cool. on there, Irene? Just cool stuff. I mean, I, I was just recently accepted into the restorative program as a hygienist here. 
So these are all pretty cool things that I like how you show the sequences of from prep to every phase or stage, I guess. Um, I'm looking Thank you. through. Like so while you're looking through, I'll, tell, I'll just tell the rest of the story. Um, so in December, <laughs> there's a couple ways you can do this. Okay. So it, one of the weird things with Instagram, and I noticed this just, I noticed all this from being a user myself. So I actually do a lot of, I used to do competitive shooting, like pistol and, and, and rifle. And so on my personal Instagram, I followed a lot of shooters. And what's very funny is I noticed it's a very similar community to dental. Right. So you have people that are really, really good at what they do. They post how-to videos, they do Instagram lives and answer questions, they show photos of their works and they grow that way. And I watched certain accounts grow and I watched the way they did it. And I, I was sitting there going, like I was even talking to one of them, that she had like 30,000 followers and I'm like, literally they're going through the same crap I was going through on the Cherokee page where like there's newer, younger shooters and you have the older dinos. They're like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing it this way. And I'm like, you guys are so behind. Like, this is the new way we, we hold a pistol. This is the new um, stance. And it's like, your stuff is outdated. And I'm like, this is like identical. It's crazy. And it's same <laughs> thing with dental where like the people that are trolling, you can tell like, listen, you're just insecure. Somebody posted something nice that made you feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. So the way you're going to feel better is by knocking them. And I'm like, you have dentists and these like shooters doing the same thing. And so I followed the models of the younger Instagram pages that grew really fast to grow my Instagram page. So I did mm -hmm. the same thing. I do lives, I post content, you know, that sort of thing. The thing that the only thing that's different is what's weird in dental is on Instagram there's a couple of these giant pages like dentistry, my world, yeah. I dentistry that I have like 300,000 dentistry. My world shares my stuff or I dentistry. Okay. Your dentistry world or I dentistry. Yeah. I love when they share my stuff, but then I feel like I get a flurry of DMS from foreign accounts. I don't get too many. I get some that come in waves. So some of them are better than others. Uh, there's dentistry in my world. I get a lot of bots that become followers. And I, I like his account. I like his personality because I interact with him because I promote with him. Um, but uh, my issue with that is just I, I don't promote with him as much anymore because I notice I get a ton of bots. When I post on dentistry world, I don't get as many bots as followers. So what I mean about like the line between organic and inorganic following is that to, to promote on some of these pages, you do have to pay to promote. Now, sometimes they will share your content for free, but a lot of times they're like, hey, we'll promote your content for 12 bucks or we'll right. promote for 15 bucks. So some people go, oh, ha, you're doing Instagram or Facebook advertisement. No, 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 this is different. I'm paying for billboard space. What I'm doing is I'm putting my work out there and saying, hey, whoever likes this, come follow me. So it's not the same as these waste of money social media companies that you had mentioned where they're going and finding you like a flower shop owner in Des Moines. I somebody saw my work and is choosing to follow me because they like my work and that's cultivating a more organic following. So that's the right. only other aspect of the secret sauce other than good posts, engaging, nice photography. So I just started using a microscope in April. So that was really, really, really funny. So like, I, I reached out because I really need, I was like, I have to do video because some of the biggest accounts like that have like 50 to 150,000 followers, they post video content a lot. I reached out to some of these guys. I'm like, how are you taking this video? They're like, oh, I hook up a DSLR to my microscope. I'm like, because mm. like, you know, I'm an American <laughs> dentist. We don't use, yeah, we don't use microscopes. And it's a whole different game. I remember one time when I was a in- lot of uh, Do you know Alan Mead? Alan Mead has three microscopes. 
I can tell you for American dentists, you are in the extreme minority for using microscopes for restorative. International is a whole different story. Right. If you look at, especially in Europe, if you look mm -hmm. at like any of the European like training centers, when they post their content, everybody's on a microscope right. and using a rubber dam. In fact, that's the saddest thing about American dentistry. We're getting passed over in quality that way. We need to be rubber damming it. We need to be using scopes, but that's like heresy here. But anyway, that's mm -hmm. a, that's a that's a di different angle. So I reached I reached out to all these guys. And they're like, yeah, microscope. So um, in March or April, I was going to put together my overlay course, and I really wanted some video content. So I started playing with the Fududent camera, which is like a four thousand dollar camera that you could put up on your overhead light. I even tried an iPhone, and they they just weren't cutting it for me. And a good friend of, a friend of mine who I met online, SF Dental Nerd, he's got like uh, Brian Bollywatts. He's got like thirty thousand followers. Mm -hmm he told me about the 3d microscope by siler and he's like you have to get it i'm like it's a 3d scope i'm like what do you mean he's like well you're not looking in you know binoculars you're you're putting on 3d glasses and you're looking on an hd tv to do your dentistry i go right. shut the front door <laughs> and so i i went and i checked that thing out and i go that's kind of crazy and he's not the type to just bs and i was like okay i have i have a nano cam and i've been like collecting footage off my nano cam to shift some of my content from what I've been doing on Typodonts to doing in real life. And does the nano cam go into your loops? Yeah. It's still a little nice. shaky. That's the issue with those. Yeah. Still a little shaky because my body moves like, whereas a, a microscope is weighted, right? It's mm -hmm. yeah. The cool thing about the 3d scope is um, here. I'll take you guys over. So the cool thing about oh, the 3D scope, we're going guys, yeah. we're, we're going. going, we're going in. We're going <laughs> in. The cool thing about the 3D scope is because you're looking at on the monitor, which room is it in? It's over here. So you guys can probably see it. It's over here. Al, if, Al so, Mead, if you're listening to this, he's actually doing what you promised to, to do. Every time we text, so, he's like, you should come over. And so I can show you my microphone, my microscope. So Alan, so here's the scope. Out. This is where the, this is where the, this is where, you know, the, the actual scope is the field of view, but you're looking up here at the TV screen. Yeah. But yeah, what's no, crazy no about this thing. No one knows what you're showing us right now. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah, but you can describe it for them. The crazy thing is they'll get it is that I can rotate the head of the scope oh. to get a crazy angle, but I don't have to rotate the way I'm sitting or my posture yeah, because I'm still looking statically at the screen. Right. right. Cool. That's, so, it, it's amazing. So, it makes you wonder too, like there's still doctors out there that practice and they're not even wearing loops. And so now you've got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, and, and it, it just goes to show like how, how crazy it is. The, the spectrum of, <laughs> Oh, uh, the, you'll love this analogy. I, I, I remember one time my loops died and I had to use the overhead and I, I looked at my hygienist. I go, I feel like I'm Ben Franklin, like writing with a quill and pen with a candle. Like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. For those of the, for those that are listening that don't understand what biomimetics is, can you can you describe that in yeah. like sixty seconds? Yeah, it's a philosophy that. So the idea is that the structure falls function, right? So when we're looking at a tooth, the best way to restore it is similar to the way it was naturally designed, whether you believe in God or just, you know, nature. So the idea behind biomimetics is trying to be minimally invasive and restore the tooth and reconnect it and get it back in the same biomechanic function it was as an intact tooth. Hmm. So the even more simpler way to explain it would say that we're going to use artificial biomaterials to restore the tooth back to natural function. Hmm. And we're going to try to mimic 
the structures we replace with biomaterials that mimic those structures. So out of the 60 seconds into a new 60 seconds, if you look at enamel, it's a really hard substance with a high modules of elasticity, meaning it's very inelastic. So the best material to replace it with is not a plastic stretchy composite, but with something that has similar properties like a glass ceramic, like Emacs or even a feldspathic porcelain. Denton is a lot more flexible and less hard. So if you look at some hybrid and microhybrid composites, they have a very similar modulus elasticity and compressive strength um, as Denton. So the ideal way to restore a tooth is where you'd replace Denton with composite, and then you replace uh, the enamel with a glass ceramic. That's the easiest way to think of it. The way where you get a little bit more advanced is that we use modern adhesion the way it's supposed to be used. So since the 80s, when adhesive dentistry and composites and ceramics have come out, we've been kind of trying to perfect them to the point at which they last long term and that you bond at the same strength the tooth was put together. And, I, you know, we can get into figures later, but we really got there in the early 2000s. And that's kind of when the biomimetic movement was born. So when you talk about dentists that do minimally invasive dentistry and practice adhesive dentistry, and you talk about biomimetic dentistry, you're kind of splitting hairs. Um mm-hmm. And so this kind of started around the 2000s um, and has grown from there. The issue, though, is is that it's not really gained that much popularity in the United States. However, it has become popular internationally. Again, this circles back to the concept I talked about earlier, where internationally we've been passed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I am very, like, prideful in America. Like, I'm a patriot. Like, I love America, so I'm not trying to dog my people. But dentistry, it's like, guys, like... Don't be looking at internationals like they got messed up teeth and their dentistry is poor. Like they are way more advanced than us in a Mm -hmm. lot of areas and we need to catch up. Well, this has been a very enlightening and educational episode. Where (laughs) where can peeps find you if they want to reach out, if they want to DM, slide into the messaging systems? Where where can they reach you? Um, You know, my Facebook account is just is still mostly personal. I use it to go on to the professional pages and posts, but my main venue is Instagram. So it's at Dr. Schiffenhouse DMD for Instagram. Yeah. And that's where they can find me. You can DM me anytime. There's also the bardinstitute.com. It's B-A-A-R-D institute.com, the bardinstitute.com. That's where um, I house uh, my courses. Okay. And I actually have a I have an online course for everybody to take in, in modern bonding and ceramics. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Great. Um, I don't know if Katrina told you, um, but we're called Tooth or Dare Podcast for a reason. Okay. At the end of the show, Katrina and I do a, a visually impaired version of rock, paper, scissors. And whoever the loser is uh, goes up against you. And you could decide okay. to dish out a tooth or a dare or accept a tooth or a dare that gets posted to social media within seven ish days of this episode releasing. So you think about that, what you're going to okay. decide to do with the loser while Katrina and I do this situation. And in the meantime, the rest it. of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the dental vine genist. <laughs> and you can follow the podcast at tooth or dare podcast on Facebook and Instagram and all of the above so are you ready girlfriend oops i'm ready okay you've been ready um go rock paper Paper, scissors scissors. shoot you won i lost again i'm I'm on a streak again irene this is so good i know it's good to be back on my streak okay so it's it's you me shiffy shiffy me so i've always hated i've always hated dare so i'll accept as long as it's just a a truth Oh, that's so boring. You're not that boring, are you? I, I am that boring. I am oh. so boring. 
who do you hate most on Instagram? Oh God, that's a loaded. That's a huh? good one. You wish you would have picked the other one, huh? <laughs> He's like, shit, I'll take the smiley face. Uh, I'm probably, probably going to have to say Jamal Adams because of how dirty he just did the Jets. I don't even know who that is. I'm in dentistry. Is that a sports person? Not in dentistry. Person? Not yeah. in like, sports? Oh, in dentistry? dentistry yeah. Um, like, everyone would say something like po- political, I'm sure. I just, I'm, I don't really want to throw anybody to the bus. What I will say is one of the things that annoys me the most on Instagram. <laughs> it's the truth. Are you picked the truth. The- <laughs> You picked the truth. Uh, I say SF Dillon or Brian Bollywood. Oh, we're going to throw Brian under the... Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, Brian, I like Brian, and I, Brian and I have been in a little tiff for a little bit, so I'm going to agree with you on that one. Yeah. No. I, 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 yeah, he was supposed to invite me to do a live for like the last three weeks and, and take some of my course, and then he let me down. Brian, you're letting everyone down, Brian. I said Brian because I know he could take a good joke, and me and him like to F with each other. I haven't even met him in person yet. And like, he's already like one of those people I know I can just tell him to like go F off and like, we're still cool. Oh, we all love having friends like that. That's what Irene is to me. And I are like those. Yeah, we're like that to each other. Great. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with the lovely Katrina and the very witty Stephen Schiffy. Uh, There you go. Appreciate you spending your afternoon with us, bro. It was um, very nice meeting you. And until next time, peace out, peeps. It was real. It was real. We bonded. Cheers. Have a good day. We we bonded, get it? That's like a restorative dentist. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back on the flippity flip. You say it different on this side of the flippity flip than you do on the other side of the flippity flip. On the other side of the flippity flip, it's like more chill. But then on this side, you sound like very Arkansas. Oh, but I have all my teeth. You do. Oh, God. If you're from Arkansas, I apologize for Katrina's bad joke. Hey, you didn't tell me about your board prep. Oh, my gosh. And how did my name come up? What happened? What? Oh, my gosh. So, so I, um, yes. So I, I've been doing like that. That's why my voice is like literally so bad, Irene. I, I've just, I mean, literally I've been lecturing nonstop and it's like, it's just been crazy. So I, I've been doing board preps back to back. I did one in Arizona and then I think last time we recorded, I was in California doing a board prep there last weekend. And then this weekend I was doing a board prep for the Colorado Dental Hygienist Association. It's kind of amazing as a state association. They have a student session at their annual session every year and they decided this year for their student session And normally the student session is like, oh, you know, career development or, you know, some of those pieces. Well, they just decided, how about we hire Katrina Sanders for three days to do a three-day board prep for the students? Cool. So that's – which is, like, so cool. And by the way, like, I love – the Colorado Dental Hygienist Association so much. Like all of those women are amazing. They're like on it. They're bright. They're talented. Like they're Colorado is my favorite state to speak in. I I really like adore them so much. So we I just was doing this three day board prep, but it's over Zoom. Like we're all socially distancing, mm, and yeah. So it's over Zoom. My faculty and I have been doing this program all weekend, and I will say there was something so amazing about this. I told the students, I said on day three after our lunch break, I want to get a photo of all of us. So like, you know, turn on your camera so that I can actually see you. And I'm not kidding you. I don't know what it was, Irene. I I just, I got so emotional. Like I just saw all of a sudden all these like beautiful faces just like popping up and they're like like the Brady bunch. 
Oh, it was like, it was so special. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, cause you know, when you're just on a zoom call like that or you're, you know, whatever, yeah. you, you don't even see the people on the other side of it anymore. You're, you're used to people so nodding nobody and had laughing. Their cam- no one had their camera on the whole time. They had no. their cameras turned off. They were muted. Oh. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it just, but it was so special to see them at any rate. Yeah. So somehow we got in, in, in the topic of podcasts. One of the students had asked about podcasts and I said, oh, um, we'll check out Tooth or Dear podcast. I, I um, you know, I'm on a podcast with my amazing co-host, Irene Ngaku. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys don't know who Irene is, you probably do because you follow her on Instagram because everybody does. She's Tooth Life Irene, blah, blah, blah. But she's really great. She's a Canadian hygienist. I was doing the whole thing. And yeah, this girl was like, I love Irene. Aww. She mentioned in the comments. And I was like, oh, that's so, so great. Cute. So then I took that screenshot and sent it to you. But yeah, yeah. You've, you've got some fans. Thanks, girl. Thanks, yeah. two peeps. That's very I'm, nice. I'm your I love fan the too. student community. The student community is really, really solid. They're really yeah. nice. Most students are just like eager to just learn. And I really yeah. love the student community. So props yeah, to you, girlfriend, amazing. for another awesome board prep. You got to p- post your little Brady Bunch photo later. I am going to. Po- I know I'm going to post it. It's, I literally I got like so emotional. It was like so sweet. And Aww. the students just loved it. So, you know, of course, Colorado's like, um, you know, maybe this is something that we do for our student session, which I think yeah. is just such a what a cool thing to be able to offer to the students. You know, so yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I was Colorado also can have hygienist owning practices. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they, the hygienist can diagnose perio there. Right. Finally. In other States, we can't, we have to ask the doctor, which (laughs) who doesn't know. (laughs) The doctors don't know. I don't know. What do you want? Okay. Yes. You have perio. Okay. But what stage, what, what grade, what, what? yeah how severe is it generalized localized what 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 are we talking about yeah here? and the doctor goes i don't oh. know you tell me oh, no, yeah. <laughs> that's why i hire you <laughs> oh okay why oh, is okay. that have we ever talked about why that is i mean maybe that's we're in the outro it's a, a topic for another day that's a topic for another day yeah but there but i will say um i the challenge is that hygienists have been lobbying to have the opportunity to do that and unfortunately it's a uh, the dental association usually says no the hygienists cannot have the autonomy to be able to diagnose in the state of Colorado. It is very different. In fact, I spoke at their annual session last year and this is amazing. Irene, the hygiene association had their annual session and the dental association showed up, presented awards and spoke at it. Hmm. Like I haven't seen that in any of the other States. Like you don't see the dental community coming and being a part of the hygiene association, but it was like, yeah. they're, like they're friends, they're buddies. Like they, they, they collaborate with each other. And so there's a really healthy collaboration in Colorado that just blows my mind. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. So I love good. it for you and for all of the people. I love that for us. And yes. I love it for Simon Sinek too. Oh, Simon Sinek. If you're listening Simon. to this, Simon Sinek, I bet he friend. is. You know, I bet he is. So. You think so? He's like busy I mean, writing his next book and he's taking a little break to listen to our podcast. If you really wanted to get a hold of him, you could do it in his comments because from the looks of it on his Instagram, his last Should post I do had, that? His Should I just start post, commenting on all of his photos? only had 211 comments and the one before that, 205 and the one before that, 174. So if you start commenting, like at least three or four comments, he'll get notifications and he'll see them because there really isn't <sighs> anyone. Like if you comment on Beyonce's where she has like, 
tens of thousands yeah, Bay of doesn't comments. Care. Like, Bay's not going to see it. It'll get filtered yeah, in. But with 200 comments, he'll see it. Or, if, if you, or even if you, like, want to be really fancy and go further back, like, to an older post. Should where I? he only has, like, I don't know, 15 comments. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I, I'm gonna I mean, do. I I'm gonna comment on this video of him where his muscles look awesome. Okay, <laughs> so but he'll still see the comments because the comments are low. His comments to like ratio is low. Okay, but does he comment back? That's what I want to know. Does he comment back? No, he doesn't. Oh, reply. Oh no, no, he really doesn't. He doesn't care. <sighs> I think if you made it personal, like, hey, Simon's looking forward to hearing you speak at Dense by Sorona World. I'm also one of the speakers in the lineup. Like, if you made it, like, like you're... you're should I slide in, into his DMs within, or should I within, comment? No, I don't know. Try both. I'm going to slide into his DMs. Oh, my God. Irene, I'm so nervous. I'm going to slide into his DMs. Do it. <gasps> I'm going to DM Simon Sinek. You're for sure going to go into requests, though. Yeah. Do you think he doesn't check requests? I mean, I don't often check requests and I don't have a million followers. Okay. But you never I'm know. Have to, maybe he'll see my ginger locks and he'll be like, what? What? My dream what? girl? What? Here Where? she is. <laughs> All right. Well, peeps, stay tuned and to find out the update of what happens with Katrina sliding into Simon's DMs <laughs> and our friends at DS trying to make this happen. Um, because they, they do, peeps at DS do change lives. They've changed our lives. They do. So I'm yes. sure certain they can continue to change a little ginger's life. Yes. You know, all of her hopes and dreams. And just a little Midwest ginger. Through. Just trying to learn just, how to marry just, Simon Sinek. Just keep That's all swimming. I want. Just keep swimming. Just keep <laughs> swimming, swimming, swimming. All right, peeps. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Make sure to register for Densai Sorona World so you can hear me open for Katrina and Simon open for Katrina because that's what the world does. We just keep opening mm -hmm. for Katrina. And then she that's takes right. it from there and then wows the world. And then it's like, I read who, Simon who. Like, we don't matter. Um <laughs> Densbysimronaworld.com. And uh, yeah, thanks to our, our friend Shiffy for, for actually letting me finish yeah. the sentence at one point. That was nice. Um, thanks, bro. <laughs> and, you know, peace out, peeps. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I just don't even. God. <laughs> I can't, I can't meet Simon with my voice like this. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what are you opening? You this little Canadian person. Georgian Bay Raspberry Rhubarb Vodka Smash. What? That sounds so awesome. With, with ras a refreshing blend of Georgian Bay vodka, raspberry, rhubarb, and citrus, lightly carbonated but not too sweet. Wow. Because I'm sweet enough. That looks really delicious, Irene. Is it good? Oh, that face says no. Definitely not sweet. Ugh. Oh, no. Ugh, but delicious. Ref refreshing. Good. You feel refreshed. Are we ready, Freddie? Right. <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, I would you can ship can shit it. me the ship 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 the shit soul.
Ship the schnitzel. Ship schnitzel schnitzel. And and I would be like, thank you for assisting me with my dress. Would you would you like to assist it? Okay, all right. Well. What if, what if there was like a whole like Katrina and Simon Sinek wedding at Dance by Serona World? Oh my God. That's the only way I would want to get married to Simon Sinek is at DS World. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can just see it now. Your, your ribbon on your bouquet has like DS World wrapped around. The, That's right. The, Something, That's right. something blue is is the font in DS World. My something blue is a, an FSI 1000 Cavatron insert, oh just like placed in your hair. In my no, it's like it's like put in your hair, it's like it's oh it's my ra- gosh, your like a like crown around it, like a tiara yeah. of Cavatron tips. Yes. It's oh like no. Borderline. What's that uh, TV show that all the kids rant and rave about? Game of Thrones. Oh, some form of Game yeah, of the Thrones kids do like type, that. Of, type of crown situation. That'd be terrific. Well, it's 3.03, and I'm in the chat room all by myself with Lou. Lou, you're here. What do you have to say for the listeners? Just as I thought. I want to try that again <clears throat> on the flippity flip that pop was better that time i felt like i'd like to take a minute just sit right there and tell you how i became the prince of a town called bel-air hey. who was watching fresh prince just now how's it going katrina's having some audio issues i don't know what's going there on there she audio. is i just figured we can out. hear your beautiful voice now oh you guys in the podcast world, you get all kinds of different things. Fused and concerned because I'm doing a big program for Alabama tomorrow. Sweet home Alabama. Well, actually, in, go ahead. I'm going to make you laugh. No, that, there's there's some guy that trolled my account the other day that uh, I probably hate, but I forgot what his name was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those trolls. Yeah, yeah, do your ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes.